right, everyone, thank you for coming today. It's really good to look out and see all y'all. All right. Today we're going to be back in Romans chapter 8. Someone asked me recently if I was going to preach something new and exciting today, and I said, well, I don't know if I'm capable of making it sound exciting, but everything in chapter 8 is exciting. It really is. <clears throat> All right, Romans chapter 8. Uh, last time we talked about hope and suffering, and we're going to continue that theme for this Sunday and probably next Sunday as well. But there is hope in suffering. Uh, we mentioned that we still are children of God even when we're suffering. And there is an expectation, there is an expectation to come in suffering. And one day it will be all over. It's raining, y'all. But you don't have to get up and run. I got my umbrella on, so <laughs> we're still good. Um, we will be delivered from this bondage of suffering one day. And the presence of suffering will be delivered from it. Uh, but this week, we are going to be thinking about there is help in this present suffering. And there is good in this present suffering. And Lord willing, next week we'll look at there is purpose in this present suffering. So let's read the passage. <clears throat> Romans 8, chapter, Romans chapter 8, verse 19. And it says, the Bible says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for what we see not, then do we patiently, patiently wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. 
And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you for the opportunity to hear and read and sing your word today. And Father, we just call it worship. But there's so much in worship, Father, just help us to remember what it is to truly worship you. And Father, as Jesus told us that we are to worship in spirit and in truth, Father, we ask that you'd help us do that today. And Father, we ask that you'd bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' name I pray. All right, I'm going to have to shift in second gear, I think. Um, there is help in this present suffering, verse 26 and 27. There is truly, or this truly is, a will God surprise admissions moment right now. This verse that we are fixing to read again, and I put a note here to... For all y'all out there to even now, how we've helped so many churches by just coming alongside them and helping them while they were looking for pastors. They lost their pastors for whatever reason. You know, I think of Canal Point, we've helped them, and Treasure Island, and Eastside Baptist Church, and Brighton Baptist Church and now First Indian Church at Brighton and we preached at Clewiston and Moorhaven and Canal Point and Big Cypress First Seminole Baptist Church and Immokalee First Seminole Baptist Church. We've helped a lot of churches. So that's what it's really looked like when we prayed. But we didn't know what we should pray for. We didn't know how we ought to pray. It was something different than what we had in mind. So, as an application for that, please pray that we will always be in tune with what God's doing. Priests play that we will always be attentive to the Spirit working in us. That we're in God's timetable and His plan. And that we haven't adopted our own agenda. Please continue to pray that. Notice the next verse that God searches our heart and knows the mind of Christ. Verse 27, it says, And he, 
searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. And I was trying to figure out who that pronoun was for he. And the best match I could was God. God knows the mind of the Spirit. God the Father knows the mind of the Spirit. You see, it's the inner working of this trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit working. And there is help in this present suffering because the Spirit makes intercession. And he does it according to the will of God. You know, one thing we can always bank on, we can always be sure of, is that when the Holy Spirit prays, it's going to be according to the will of God. Completely. 100%. We might think we're working to that end, but we know the Spirit will work. And He'll always work according to the will of God. So please pray for each other to have an eye and ear to follow the working of the Spirit. Verse 28 is, there is good in this present suffering. Look at verse 28 again. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. This is very helpful and reassuring to know that whatever comes our way is for good if we love God. Notice that there's a hinge in that verse where there's a condition in that verse. Let me read it again. And we know that all things work together for them Here's the hinge. One of the hinges, actually, there's two in this verse that love God. To them that love God, all things work together. It seems kind of conditional when you read that verse on that hinge. So let's what's in that phrase to love God, to them that love God. Jesus framed it for us to love God unconditionally and exclusively. Uh, in, the, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, uh, Jesus says in verse 30, he says, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Now, Jesus talked about a lot of things there. and He says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. God knows you have need of those things, and he'll provide them. But he's, he's pointing out, he's helping us to understand that serving God is exclusive. And he talked about the impossibility in that chapter of serving two masters. No one can serve two masters because he'll love one and hate the other or he'll serve the one and hate the other. But in verse 31, he goes on, he says, Therefore, take no thought, 
saying, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But he sums it up to the exclusivity of serving God. He says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. <clears throat> in, in this chapter, he also talked about, you know, it's better for you to lose an eye or lose a hand than to be cast into hell. He's further narrowing down that exclusivity of serving and loving God. Jesus boxed it in real well. Uh, in another part of Matthew, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. First he said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So this loving God to them that love God, pretty exclusive. It's loving God completely and holy and loving your neighbor as yourself. A manifestation of loving God is also loving your neighbor. And if we truly love God, we'll love our neighbor. And the reverse is also true. We love our neighbor because we love God. Like a triangle, if you will. Then there seems to be another condition for good in this present suffering in this verse. And he says, called according to his purpose. I read, once read about a, an old preacher and he said this, he asked another preacher about this. He said very pointedly, he said, were you called or did you just went? Were you called or did you just went? It's not very good English or grammar, but it does make a good point. You have to be called to God's purpose. You don't just get up and start doing it. You've got to be called to it. And you know what? It's really good to wrestle with that calling. You will wrestle with it until you surrender to it. Really will. And to and to surrender to God's calling is not a loss. You didn't lose the wrestling match when you surrender. Peter Peter said it this way, he said. Peter said, Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fail. You know, when you make your election and calling sure, 
when it gets tough and you wonder why in the world is this happening or you might say to yourself why I didn't sign up for this when you've wrestled with that calling of God on your life you can always go back to that and say you know what I wrestled with God and he did call me and you can rest on this verse whatever comes your way is for you good Surrendering to your calling is not a loss. And Lord willing, next week we'll pick up with the next two verses, 29 and 30. And I feel like I'm slamming on brakes right now. I hope I don't get whiplash with it. But we do need to stop. Uh, so let's stand. And please take this to heart that there is purpose and suffering. There is purpose. There is health in this present suffering and there is good in this present suffering. No matter what it is in your life right now, maybe you're not suffering you can pray with your brothers and sisters who are be compassionate to them to love them as you love yourself don't judge them about the suffering they're going through or how they're facing it so let's pray Father again we just thank you for your word and we thank you for these promises that you've given us that Suffering is part of being a Christian. And praise God, we can't, we don't have to do it alone. The Spirit, your Spirit that dwells each Christian is there to help us in our weakness. Father, we thank you and we praise you for that. And Father, we just pray that you plant these promises deep in our heart that you would cause them to grow. That we would always honor you and glorify you for whatever comes along our way. Father, we just thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, please remain standing for our final song. Shout our time with Christ the Sure and Steady Anchor. 